0: Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown and I am here with Salvatore Perosi How do I say your, your last name? It's, per- it's Perazzi. Perazzi, excuse me. We're talking about positive mindset and how that affects your leadership in a roofing company. You know, Sal, I appreciate you coming on today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you.
1: Thanks.
0: So I know this to some people might seem like a soft topic. Maybe you've heard it before the topic of just like positive mindset, how that affects leadership, but we're talking about in the context of roofing. And I think some people might say this doesn't really affect their bottom line. Maybe, you know, some of the other topics we talk about, lead generation, even leadership, sometimes just those things feel a little bit more solid, that's specific. But how can having a positive mindset help your business, Sal? Sure, I
1: think overall, it is something that people like to have in their workplace. I think it helps overall with retention and with you know, productivity. I think it's one of those things when you're positive, it empowers people to make decisions independently. I think it encourages um, creativity and it, it really kind of doesn't, doesn't put a cap on what you're, you're capable of doing. It really, the sky's the limit and you have infinite possibilities when there's positive, positivity in the
0: air. Uh, running through an organization. What is the real cost of a negative mindset? So we we kind of outlined what's the promised land over here. What what happens if you don't make this you know a central piece of your your business? Like if you have a mind a negative mindset all the time, what can happen in a business?
1: Sure. No, I, it can be it's very it can be demotivating. I think for for the people that that are working for you, I think it puts a cap on what's possible. I think it stamps out the creativity. I think people uh, are scared to make mistakes um, when, when you're not positive, when, when they're, 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 it doesn't, they're scared to make a to take, you know, to take a risk or take a chance. Um, And that's where growth and that's where true entrepreneurial spirit is going to come from is taking chances and trying new things and learning from those experiences. And if you're being negative, you're never going to open yourself up to the opportunity to take that chance that you could possibly fail, but you're going to learn from it. And you're going to, you're going to pull from the, the learning experience from it rather than the actual failure.
0: How about when something like actually like real and negative happens in your personal? Personal life. How do you avoid that bleeding in? I, I mean, we all want to be authentic and transparent. I think with our leadership as well. So, how do you avoid that? Just kind of negatively affecting the other people around you in your business? Sure. I think
1: um, there's a couple ways. I mean, for me personally, I, I exercise daily, uh, five days a week. I exercise. I and I have an exercise with my uh, one of my best friends. I've been my friend for thirty years. And he's somebody that I actually can vent to. He's somebody that's outside of my business. He's outside of my 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 wife and my children and my immediate family. And you know, for, for people listening to this, it could be, you know, a counselor, it could be a friend, it could be, you know, somebody in your religious organization, somebody that you can go and just talk to about these things and sort of let them go because you got to let them out. You don't want to let them out at work. You don't want that to be coming out at work, but you don't want to keep it in either. It's unhealthy because it eventually is going to manifest itself in a way that it's going to be obvious to people around you. let it out in another healthy place, whether it's through exercise or through talking or maybe volunteering some time, however it is, however you want to take your time to to let that out and vent it, and then when you're coming back in your organization, you can really present your best self.
0: I appreciate that. I thought one of the other things that you you talked about before we started the podcast was really illuminating about a lot of entrepreneurs over-identify with their, their business and the success they've had. So how can you, how does over identifying with the success and business sometimes work against you?
1: Sure, sure, yeah, no, I.
0: so a lot of, a lot of young entrepreneurs,
1: especially in the roofing industry, because it is a, such a, a low entry, entry to barrier um, or barrier to entry, they get in here and then they start working hard and they put some time in and they start accomplishing things. And they start seeing the rewards of it, unlike they've seen in other places in their life. And they're really, I mean, you're feeling proud. You really are feeling proud. And I think you really have to um, kind of separate that because you aren't your work. You, you, you are who you are, whether your company was going to be successful or not. Um, and I, and it's, it, is, it is a very difficult thing to do. And I, I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs do it. I've had uh, partners in the past that did it, it. It was just part of, if they weren't working, they weren't happy. And I think you have to find other things outside of life that are going to enrich your life, whether it's spending time with your wife and kids, or it's, you know, playing golf, or it's exercising, or it's going on your boat, um, or volunteering your time, you know, again, with a religious organization or, or another organization. These are the things that really matter. And I think also the, the relationships that you have with these people outside of work, um, and also inside with work, I mean, the, the, the success of work, you, you want to have your goals, but defining whether or not the business is successful or not against whether you're not successful as a person. I think taking that step and being an entrepreneur and chasing your dream and going after it, you've already succeeded, you know, and you should be proud of that. And and you have to be willing to accept the fact that if you're going to chase dreams like that, sometimes failure will happen and that's okay. And and sometimes we don't want to accept that as an entrepreneur. but that's, that's part of growing. That's part of what we do. We're problem solvers. Entrepreneurs are problem solvers. And we have to fail in order to learn. And you have to push yourself to that level. And so you kind of have to separate yourself from the failure um, in order to, uh, to be successful.
0: So let's just pause for a meditation break. Where, uh, Sal and I are going to guide you uh, through a, a guided meditation here. Say it with me. I'm worth something whether I fail or not, <laughs> I'm worth something, whether I fail or not. See, we feel good, we feel better now. Um, okay, so how can you help other people on your team have a positive mindset? Um, hey, doing it for yourself is one thing, but sure, more on the team, hey, if they get in a rut, that could really negatively affect the business. So how do you kind of help people out of that sometimes if they get there?
1: Yeah, I think, um, so first of all, positivity and enthusiasm, are contagious. Um, if you are and that's why I was talking about being in the right headspace when you come to work when you're here because it is. If I walk in the door and I'm in a good mood and I'm pumped up and I'm excited about the day, guess what? Everybody that works with me, works for me, they want to be they want to grab a hold of that and they want to go ahead and have you pull them through and pull them down the positivity. It is it's it's such a contagious thing and it's, as a leader it's so important because Everyone else's attitude around you, if you look around and other people are in a bad mood, you need to take a look in the mirror because that is a true reflection of your leadership. Positive um, subordinates are always going to be a reflection of a good leader, a leader that understands uh, the the necessity of being positive. Um, I think talking to them about what's important to them, understanding what's important to them, um, and understanding what Motivates people. Some people are motivated by money, some motivated by, you know, title, some motivated by time off or work life balance. It all depends. To say that there's a a definitive um, answer for this, that do this every time, it's hard to say. You have to talk to somebody and then you have to shut your mouth and listen to what they're going to say. And you need to be empathetic, not sympathetic, but empathetic. You need to understand, put yourself in their shoes, understand where they're coming from, and then give your advice and see what you can do to move them in a direction that's positive. Um, I think if you, if you sympathize with people, we tend to be soft on them and we tend to, uh, we tend to be like, oh, well, I understand you don't have to do this because this is going on in your life. And it's like, look, you still have to do your job. I understand you're going through a lot. And I think if you do this, this, and this, it'll help you along your way, but you're still responsible for your job. That's the difference between sympathetic person is going to be like, oh no, don't worry about that. You can turn that in next week. I'm going to be like, no, you still have your deadline. Um, but let's th- see how we can do this. Cause I know you got a lot going on. I think that's a- definitely the better way to handle it.
0: so I talked about how sometimes as a business owner and roofing business owner you got all these different problems that kind of crop up some of them are more important some of them are less important and some people in the organization sometimes don't necessarily they make everything into a catastrophe it can happen um, and they bring that to you like it's the most important thing in the world, Honestly, after maybe after talking through it with them a little bit, you can kind of, hey, that's going to be fine. We're just going to eat that cost a little bit, or whatever it happens to be. We're just going to pay for that 500 bucks. It's going to be fine, you know, like, or something like that. How do you, how do you, is there any way to stop having people catastrophize stuff to you as an owner? Do you have to coach them on, Watching that, or do you do you personally like to handle every one of those problems as an individual?
1: Yeah, I don't. I do not like handling every single problem that come that, that 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 happens in the company. Um, I think that it is absolutely, and again, that's part of being positive. It's part of the mindset.
0: It's most of most problems people bring you, they can solve themselves. But for whatever reason, is there a really- money threshold? Sorry, is there a money threshold that you would say like if it's under? Eight hundred bucks. Don't bring it to me if it's all you know, like is there like a, you know what I'm saying? Like is it like,
1: um, yeah. I would say, again. I you, it can be. I mean, you, it that that's different for every. Again, depends on the organization. Depends on the size yeah. of their their sales and stuff like that. On which threshold, but yeah, you, you definitely can set a threshold for a minimum here or a minimum there. Um, yeah, to, to bring a problem. But I think a lot of it just comes down to just talking somebody through the problem. Most people have the answers. They just have been conditioned to seek the the the, the permission. From whoever's in charge for the answer, and I think that it's the more that you are, you empower people, the more uh, positive positive you are, the more people are empowered to make decisions on their own, not feeling like they're going to be hit with something negative at the end. That if they do make a mistake, that you're going to be like, I can't believe you did this. They're going to be like, you're going to be like, all right, well that didn't work. So what are we going to do now? And you know, and, and that's a much bigger that. What are we going to do now? What do you how do you think we should go from here? And getting them the feedback, give you the feedback and then learning how to work through a problem. A lot of people don't know how to properly problem solve, and you have to spend time with them on learning for them how to work through a problem. And, and sometimes it takes as a leader to just ask them questions and let them talk the problem out to, the, to you. Basically, you're kind of like a counselor, and they're just talking the problem out, and then they go look at you and they go, oh, okay, no, I see the answer now. And all I did was ask them questions. Um, and that really, I think, is the best way as a leader to sort of direct your team um, away from coming to you with every single small problem, because eventually it really, really empowers them to make decisions independently. And I, I'll say one of the things that I've, I've really, I think also comes from the top is making sure everybody understands your overall intent. I think intent for this particular item is something that's unique. Um, I, I love what, you know, General Mattis, uh, Mad Dog Mattis, I don't know if you, you know General Mattis at all. I, you know, I was a Marine. Um, and so I, I admire him. One of the things, the unique things he would do every time they would go and be deployed, he would give a letter of intent to everybody, every one of his subordinates, so that no matter who they were, where they were, they could always open it up and understand what the overall intent of the mission was. And I think when you have a mission statement, when you're mm-hmm. working as an organization, if you can push your intent all the way to the lowest person, people are able to make moves independently of the higher up management because they understand what the intent is. They understand what we're trying to accomplish and they can make decisions towards that goal
0: without having to worry, is this the right thing to do? That's really good. How do you make sure people can bring mistakes to you? You know, like it's, hey, maybe, I mean, I I don't know. Like I get frustrated sometimes, you know when somebody makes a mistake and I, I try to watch it but like, how have you kind of conditioned yourself to or what have you done that's helped you develop the ability to let people fail
1: um i think it's just my own failure you know i think you know i grew up um canvassing knocking on doors as a as a, as a teenager and then into a young adult you know i've got over 20 years experience canvassing as a roofer um i have canvassed a lot um more than i would say 99 of the roofers out there i and i've done it in the 90s you know i've done it for old a long time um, there's a certain thing you develop with canvassing. I mean, it's a certain level of like, whatever, it's just, it's, you accept the fact that you have to get failure in order to get success. Um, we used to say one, something in, in, in canvassing and we used to train our guys and we'd say, and we still do now. We say, there's only two things you can control. It's your pace and your attitude. It's the pace in which you work and it's the attitude you're walking with. Everything else is out of your control. So walk quickly and have a good attitude because that is what will produce when you're canvassing okay but it's so true in life if you're working quickly and you have a good attitude you're going to produce these things pace and attitude control those and everything else will fall in place
0: sal i can tell why you're successful brother i appreciate it and thank you why you have worth even if you're not if you fail so um not Hey, this has been a good conversation. I really appreciate it. Um, is, is there, a, how, how do people find you guys online? Let's say if they just want to check out your guys' company.
1: Sure, yes, it's Mars Restoration. You can go to www.mars-roofing.com. Um, Facebook, Instagram, all the good stuff. But yeah, go to www.mars-roofing.com um, where I'm LinkedIn. and everything else if you did. Uh, want to apply. We're based out of Maryland. We work in Northern Virginia and in, uh, in Maryland. Uh, Always looking for good, good team members that come aboard that want to be in a positive, uh, uplifting sort of uh, company and atmosphere.
0: Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. And the podcast is Hook Better Leads, put on by HookAgency.com and hookagency all over social. Thanks for watching or listening. Bye.